Diddy whoop Welcome to the Wrestle Down. Uh, I'm Jer Palapal. This is my co-host. Dennis. Den- uh, Dennis Bruno. And we are here to share our love of wrestling and also... Uh, nope. the kitten, man. Nope. Yeah, that's it. We just have <laughs> two <laughs> things, two modes. Really, just one thing, just the wrestling thing. However, <laughs> my our mascot Keaton the cat here is hanging out with us by our feet. Yeah, he, he wants the pets. Um, <laughs> like so many wrestlers, he wants the pets. <laughs> he wants the pets. Um, so yeah, we're here. We're gonna enjoy it. I think we're like kind of taking it easy, just because like it's post WrestleMania season. There's not really a ton going on. Everyone was building to a big show, and then they had their big show, and now they're you know recalibrating before they do something else. Yeah, um, I, I was on Instagram earlier, of which I follow tons of pro wrestlers, and it's funny. One of the matches that was billed just on Instagram uh, was Joey Janela versus Orange Cassidy, who was mm. billed as like the last of the last. And I was like, yeah, there's really a small number of indie dudes who aren't with a major company now. Yeah, yeah. And I know they're... Uh, they're setting up for a backyard wrestling show on uh, July fourth. Yeah, uh, we'll see how that turns out. Um, Hopefully safely. Still got to still got to watch the spring breaks. Yeah, it, it's funny at work. Um, I'll make this quick. I have a yeah. friend of mine who knows someone who lives in Brooklyn who's a professional deathmatch wrestler, mm. and she's not a wrestling fan. So I was trying to explain my take on deathmatches to her, which is basically there's such an immediate ceiling with death matches yeah if you keep doing them i don't understand why right i agree you become the best at hurting yourself yeah well best of luck i mean dean ambrose was a a death match wrestler then he scaled the highest of highs and decided it was not for him yeah yeah but married renee young which if we could all in our lives find somebody who makes him as happy as renee young appears to just be to everybody yes yeah why wouldn't you I have that now. Yay! With <laughs> uh, Keaton! Yeah. Uh, no, with previous guest, Alyssa. Yeah! Um, <laughs> but Keaton does make me happy, even though he's uh, he's hanging out with Dennis right now, because uh, Dennis is here less often. It's true. Uh, yeah. Find Alyssa on Twitter at Who's Triple H? <laughs> she does have a Twitter. We don't follow each other, though. It's just, I don't know, give us a privacy, I guess. That's cool. I think she has a Twitter, at least. I don't uh, know for sure. I know I have one. And you know who she also doesn't follow on Twitter? Who? Triple, Triple H. H. <laughs> <laughs> she would get the latest in NXT updates. <laughs> Papa Triple H. At least the ones that William Regal doesn't uh, announce. That's true. But, uh, yeah, so we're just like, there's not a ton going on, but we're like taking it easy and like, you know, I know you tried out. Uh, stardom. I did. Uh, yeah. Uh, Want to tell us about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, and it was my first time watching Stardom. So it was the most recent event, which uh, featured a full draft of the five factions, which also meant that the first faction uh, to get eliminated from this battle royal, yep. which involved all five leaders, meant their faction broke up. Yes. And yeah. which was a really cool thing of that, which didn't fully flesh out for me until I saw it, was that the leader of that faction became draftable. Yeah. Which... Blew my mind because uh, she immediately got drafted. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jungle Kiona uh, is now part of uh, Hannah Kimura's uh, Tokyo Cyber Squad. Yeah, <laughs> um, who are my new favorite for Stardom. So again, it's my it was my first uh, experience with Stardom. So I got to pick favorites immediately, pick people I was lukewarm on, and 
Um, immediately what I'll say is that I went to the G1 New Japan Supercard show. Mm. So my opinion of the stars leader was painted by that. Yeah. She wrestled a dud in fr- with Kelly Klein. Who who the fuck is Kelly Klein? Yeah. Um, so stars, I was just like, no, I don't want you. But mm. then they got the first elimination. So I was like, you get the first pick. Great. I don't, I still don't like you. Mm. Which like, it, it's wildly unfair. I have no context. Yeah. So, stars is basically, it's kind of a, it's basically their top faces. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That's, Which... I, it, I feel like it's the WWE, I'm going to blame it on the WWE, mm-hmm. of just, like, you should like the top people because they're at the top, so yeah. all the John Cena, Roman Reigns booking of the last ten years has basically conditioned me to just, like, fuck you, I don't like you. Yeah. Um, but number two pick, was it uh, Queen's Quest? Yes, yeah. So, it, this was something that we talked about uh, offline, yep. was that, so there could only be four winners. The fifth team had to break up, so there's only four winners. So, to me... All the promos before it were impactful because the stars people were like we're the best we're going to try to be the best. Kodai, Oedo Tai, Oedo Tai, yeah, Oedo Tai are just like the female equivalent of Los Ingobernables. Yeah, they're just like shit heels. They're they're goofy. Yeah, they're just fucking around and didn't try to win and then got like finished third, which mm. is like a solid place for them to finish. Yeah, and then the Tokyo Cyber Squad got fourth. Yeah, so that meant they didn't have to break up. So it's like the least yeah. amount of effort to live, mm. but also survive. Yeah, though I will, I'll add this little bit of context. Hannah's group didn't exist before uh, the draft. Yeah, so like if she had lost, she wouldn't have anything to break up. It would be weird but which is awesome because like that's also just like she fought to not lose something she never had yeah which yeah. is just like of course she did yeah so that they're my favorite yeah like and queen's quest i feel like they don't really stand for anything so every they just want to win yeah they're just competitive but it, it didn't jump off the page for me right like the promos didn't really have a lot of dimension to them mm. the leader of queen's quest just kind of looked like like beautiful and yeah. athletic looking but just kind of like eh, like yeah. it's like a lesser stars right which I, i'm of the mind in wrestling specifically and i think we have a similar opinion of just like if you're not the best at something you better be the worst mm. it yeah. like you you're the best at extremes and i feel like they fell in the middle right um Odeo tai i like a lot i like that most of the wrestlers they drafted were either just disaffected or started crying yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah which like can you give the background on like why a lot of people it actually did cry oh. in this um yeah so when they held this draft it was uh they told the each faction leader like who they were going to pick and who was going where but they didn't tell any of the other talent apparently Ugh. so they like so a lot of the reactions in this are are supposedly like real right and some of them are very visceral yeah like towards the end um who is it i think hina gets picked out from uh the group of people who are left over and she's in a group that separates her from her sisters. Yeah. So she is, like, bawling because this affects... Uh, they're not supposed to congregate outside of their factions on, like, Instagram or on social media or anything. So it kind of affects their travel schedules and who their they Their personal can, lives. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's it's really affecting to watch. I think uh, Jungle Keanu also seemed to have a genuine uh, emotional reaction to not having a faction anymore. Right. Like... She lost yeah. a family she had to make herself. Yes, yeah. Um... And then got got picked by the person who beat her. Yeah. So, like, in pro wrestling, there's just all of those, like, background tropes and context of just, like, now you have to be subordinate to the person who beat mm-hmm. you on top of ever already losing. Yeah. Yeah. She's putting her best uh, face on. Have you watched anything else since then? I haven't. Okay. Um, they just recently uploaded a six-woman tag match uh, that kind of follows up on this. Uh, it's where the Tokyo uh, Cyber Squad name comes up. It's where... 
how to un- un- unveil that name, but it's real. It creates some really interesting dynamics where um, uh, Jungle Kiona's former faction mate is all is in Oedo Tai who they face. So they face off and they have like that fight. But then Jungle Kiona also really isn't loyal to the group that she's in, and no one really seems to be. I think Hannah's group is just a bunch of outcasts yeah. that just are under this umbrella because they got drafted into this this group. Yep. So there's not really a lot of passion there. No. It's fun watching Hannah, like, try to pull that. Like, she literally, by hand, like, forces uh, Konami's fingers into a middle finger <laughs> to show her how to do it. <laughs> to do a ton. There's still a ton of really good character shit on top of a very good uh, six-person wrestling. So I do recommend that. I, it, to me, that, that I love. Yeah. Of just, like, you watch these molds of clay in front of people get formed mm. because... That's honestly, honestly, even better than a structure of yeah. just like the structure is that there is no structure, so the possibilities are infinite. Yeah, um, it's like it's also really big, um, or a really, it's a huge uh, contrast seeing this so quickly after WWE's like superstar shakeup. Yeah, which was just very, which is more random than even years past. It's still being done. Is it's the thing? Yeah, like as far as we know today, yeah. which is a Tuesday. Like, they did more yesterday off-screen completely, which, like, we've talked about this a little bit offline and in past episodes. They have, what, eight to ten hours of original programming mm-hmm. every week. They have the time yeah. to get all of this done, and they just keep right. fl- yeah. just flipping it on the fly. Yeah, just for context, this Super Shakeups where they WWE switches around their rosters, and as of yesterday, they just... I mean, they used uh, two whole shows, a Raw and a SmackDown, to announce who's going to which show... And then yesterday, just via, like, tweets, undid some of the things they did. Right. And then added some more things to break up some tag teams and do things that kind of affect uh, the reality of the show that they're doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, offline. The biggest thing was that the War Raiders from NXT became the Viking experience, which everybody yes. and their grandmother dunked on on social media. <laughs> yes. And then they became the Viking Raiders last night. Which is a better name, but not super better. Yeah, but it's two NFL teams uh, smushed together. Smush, smush, smush. <laughs> oh, God. And they moved back Andrade and Zelina Vega from Raw back to SmackDown, which yep. I didn't even think about this. Um, meant that Zelina Vega and Aleister Black are on the same show, and they're married. Yeah. And, like, Aleister Black's on SmackDown now. He break, It breaks up the tag team with Ricochet, because yep. Ricochet's on Raw. Right. Which... I mean, ultimately, Ricochet is dating Casey they, Catanzaro. They kept, they kept one family together to break up another. Yeah, and, like, it's the WWE, so, yeah. like, there's this this constant conflict of morality of just, yeah. like, so they care about families, but they don't only care about certain families, and they only care about certain families yeah. on certain days. Well, I mean, they did, I mean, if we're going to go down this road, I, they only, they didn't split up anybody who was married, at least as of moving Zelina right. back. Um, otherwise... Like, they've, I mean, that's like the one thing that they've kept. And I mean, otherwise, anybody who's been called up to NXT, you really can't help that. You can't keep Ricochet down there right. an extra year or two just because he's he's not even married, just dating somebody. That's fair. And just kind of how that loops back to stardom of just like, there's all of these personal interconnections that are being built kind of in real time that we all, yeah. that we get to watch, which is great because, like you said, everyone's coming down from the high of WrestleMania weekend yeah. and all of these heights. Mm-hmm. It's also, I could add, Similarly, they also kind of, I guess because it's just done on the fly, like every WWE show, they can't really tell the wrestlers where they're going. Right. So, I mean, I think there's some, like, web videos of, like, Liv Morgan responding to, uh, like, being ter- 
uh, pulled away from the Riot Squad and some other uh, similar things in tweets, but not really in the storyline, which no. is, I think was what helped the stardom thing be like, not only like fun, but also watchable for you, someone who's never watched it before. Yeah. And understandable. Because at this point, I have a place to start where mm. I can strong, I can form pretty strong opinions, which if I watch any company and I don't feel that, I'm not going to watch again. And yeah. I feel like that's true of any casual fan, let alone right. hardcore wrestling fans. Uh, or just the like, regular wrestling fans. So yeah, I I love the fucking Tokyo T- Cyber Squad. Mm. Odeo Tai works for me. Yep. Stars works because I don't like them, yeah. <laughs> which is the opposite of what I get that they're going for. Yeah. Um, and Queen's Quest, I feel like they're just kind of there. Yeah, I think uh, once you see the ring work of everybody, it's gonna sink in. I'm sure. Which, uh, yeah, there'll be a great time for that when the uh, they they announce the brackets for their Cinderella tournament Good. today. Oop. Okay, Keaton. Does not want to talk about the Cinderella tournament. He is more about uh, the second thing we wanted to kick off our show with. Uh, Beyond wrestling. N- no, actually, I think we're going to do um, Best of Super Best Juniors. Best of Super Junior. Best of Super New Japan Pro Wrestling announced their next tournament uh, plans uh, today, yep. which includes uh, the Best of Super Juniors tournament, uh, yep. the, their annual uh, junior weight tournament. Uh, that is now like the G1 uh, round robin style uh, term where everybody faces each other. Yep. Uh, do you want me to read off the list? I of- do. I, I just grabbed from my phone because I was trying to pull off the list because I, I know a few names, but yeah, please. Okay, yeah. Um, let's see. So with X, which uh, we I, a lot of people are assuming is El Phantasmo. Mm-hmm. They've been teasing uh, for the past couple weeks through the New Japan Cup. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Gresham. I love love Calamari, and yep. he just got endorsed by Jushin Liger. Yeah, uh, Bandito, nice. Uh, Titan, mm-hmm. uh, Marty Skrull. Yeah, the villain. Flip Gordon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rizuke Taguchi. Yeah. Tiger Mask Four. Yep. Uh, Rocky Romero. Yep. Show and Yo. I like him. Yep. Will Osprey. Yeah. Uh, Taiji Ishimori. Yep. Robbie, excuse me, Robbie Eagles. Okay. Uh, Kanemaru. Yep. Uh, El Desperado. Yep. Taka Michinoku. Great. Dragon Lee. Yeah. Shingo Takagi. Yep. And Bushi. Which is not the best one to end on, but... No. <laughs> and, like, Shingo is still weird, because, yeah. like, it, it, it's it been however long it's been since he debuted for New Japan, and I'm glad he's in LIJ. Yeah. He adds a ton of personality to a group with a ton of personality, mm-hmm. but he's so clearly not a junior. Yeah. Well, now Will Ospreay is also borderline that, so... Yeah. And... No, I think everyone else is pretty solidly a junior, but, like, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I think that it's important to mark, um, and just, as little as it should wrap back to WWE, it's the first one without Kushida in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in in his place, you have, like, arguably who I feel like who is the mainstay, but, like, not a Liger is, hmm... I would want, I want to say Bolin Soldier, but he hasn't really been around as long. But in no. terms of just like a New Japan stalwart, I guess it's Osprey, who is also transitioning to the heavyweight division. So, or like Taguchi. Yeah, I would say like I mean, some of the older guys like Tiger Mask, Rocky Romero, mm-hmm. um, Taka, I yeah. guess, would all be like uh, mainstays for previous Best Super Juniors. But they're always so fun. And this time, they're not doing the hard cam shows where they just have one camera yep. sitting. They're going to be filming the whole thing. Great. Like with their normal cinematic, so that should help because those matches were always uh, tough to watch. Yeah, for me at least. In the smaller arenas, in I mean, it just makes sense with New Japan expanding. They're doing yeah. the the G one special in Texas this this summer, mm-hmm. so might as well ramp up your production value. 
have more of a reason for people to tune in. Um, who do you think is going to win it? Oof, that's tough. Um, I kind of expect Ishimori to at least get far. Yeah. I would say that because the way Dragon Lee won the title mm-hmm. at MSG was by pinning... Um, Bandito. Ben- oh, right, yeah. I got, yeah. I got mixed up. Uh, yeah, he pinned Bandito, so it, he didn't really pin Ishimori, nope. so I think that might have to pay off. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's a pretty... I mean, they might put El Phantasma over just because it's his uh, first one. Um, or he might just make the finals the way Ishimori did last year before uh, Kimori won. I was just going to say, here's a fun thing that I'm going to hope for that's probably like out of line with the injury timeline. Yeah. X is Time Bomb, and Time Bomb wins. I know, it's like that's a hope, but yeah. I don't know if they would throw <laughs> some guy who just got back from breaking his neck into the deepest side of the pool. Like but just, he can fight ti- he can fight Dragon Lee again. Yeah, I know. We all <laughs> We all want that on some level. <laughs> but no one more than Time Bomb, but yeah. no one more than Dragon Lee. Yes, right. I don't I yeah, it seems like asking a lot to have him come back <laughs> from neck surgery or not neck surgery, just a neck injury yeah. which he just rehabbed. Um and then just do Ten matches yeah. of the highest like work rate that he's gonna have for the year. Uh-huh. Plus the preview tags. Anokiism, baby. Yeah. Nah, I think uh yeah. I've, I I've heard the timeline's a uh, late summer for him. And and that's fine. In all seriousness, hopefully he comes back and he's healthy and he doesn't hurt anything else seriously for a while. Yeah. Um in terms of like I feel like it's a big four, right? And yeah. it usually is with these type of tournaments because mm-hmm. that's the nature of tournaments. So yeah. I feel like it's Bandito from his p- star power, which right. is weird because he's more of a triple A Ring of Honor guy, but yeah. they have a good relationship. Yep. Um, Ishimori because he was a finalist last year, and I think he's the favorite to win. I yeah. think that you're bang on. I think Dragon Lee just because I can't remember the last time they had a, a champion enter a tournament and win it. Yeah. And I think it would help continue to heat him up because he's wonderful. Right. Uh, it's another triple A guy, so it's that question of do you give more of a shine to the guys who don't work for you versus the ones who do? Yeah. And then number four, Liger. Uh, mm. It's his retirement year. Uh, Liger's not in the list. No! Yeah. He's Aww. not. Do you know what they're, they've been uh, setting up, though? What? Uh, Liger versus Suzuki. Ooh. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess they had an MMA match oh, like 17 did. years ago. Yeah. And Liger told Suzuki to give him a couple years to train before doing a rematch yep and now he gave him 17 which is fair game yeah in my opinion i mean for a king that's very generous to give to anybody yeah thank you minoru right so we'll see that uh the speculations that that might be on the finals card i hope so like before the actual finals i um, mean at, at the msg show the the two biggest reactions of the entire night were liger and great muda mm, uh, liger yeah. was announced muda was a surprise right. and I mean, I'm not saying I want Muda to show up in any of this, but I'm saying that Liger, like, there's something to be said about people who go out on, looking to go out on a bang. If they're going to retire, there's more stakes, there's higher emotions and everything else, mm-hmm. and he can still work really well. Yeah. So, all right. So yeah, it's, it's shockingly good how good he is at, like, 54. Yeah. So I'll say Taguchi. He had a really good friggin' show in the New Japan Cup. Yeah. And I mean, you can always heat up the coach whenever you want. Right. I think I would put Osprey in my top four. So I guess my mm. top right would be Ishimori, Osprey, um, mm, 
Kagi and Dragon Lee. Yeah, in my top four. What I think is inter- what I just appreciate yeah. about New Japan is that the two of us can cherry pick the top four people that make sense in the company. Right. But we don't know how they're going to get there. No. Yeah. WWE. Yeah. The, for all we know, either of our top fours will be all in the same block. Yep. And then that'll fuck us over. Yeah. Bracket busters, because yeah. I did a bracket with uh, Patrick O'Connor, and we mm-hmm. both um, had different paths for Ibushi in that, and neither one of us had him tapping out to Zack Saber. Yeah, no, there was, it was that was just completely unexpected. Yeah, I had the finals pegged as Tana versus Okada because they love doing that, mm-hmm. and Sonata busted my bracket on that side. Right, but I had Okada winning. Yeah. Point being. New Japan is predictable in the best way only because they give you a result that you would expect, but they don't tip off how they're going to get there. Yes, yeah, they're they're definitely well worth watching. Yep. Um, as is stardom. Yeah. And uh, that's why I'm wearing the Tokyo shirt you gave me. Tokyo! Right Thank you, Old Navy. Do you remember when Daddy went to Tokyo? Aw. No, because you weren't there. So here's a question. Yeah. What was your favorite match that you saw when you were in Japan? When I was in the Japan, um... In the Japan. Yeah, well, I was in Japan. I was there for the uh, New Japan Cup Finals for, I think it was 2015 that I went. I think so. That seems about right. Around it's there. It's the year that, um, oh, what's his, uh, Shibata won. Yeah. So he faced Bad Luck Fale yeah, in the main, up. which was good, but wasn't like the best match I, that no. you could have had, but that was probably the best match I saw. Great. Because the rest of that card... Uh, Honestly, I think the Young Lions match might have been the second uh, favorite of mine because, like, the rest of that card was pretty much just, uh, like, multi-man tags like they like to do just to set up whatever's next after the New Japan Cup tournament. Yep. So, um, Shibata uh, Fale would be my best match. Of, uh, also, because the crowd was way the hell into Shibata. Yeah. Like, just nonstop screaming his name, individual people, not, like, not... American crowds chant. Yeah. Uh, Japanese crowds tend to just have, like, pockets of people yelling a name from all over. Just like, Shibata! And then from the other side, you know, Shibata! Like, and not even in response, just randomly. Yep. Good. I mean, because we, we've watched at this point, you've introduced me to, I don't know how many different Wrestle Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Um, probably two or three before I started watching them on my own. And that's exactly what happens for the big mains, is yeah. that... Like Tanahashi Omega or Omega Okada, they yeah the crowd comes out of their skin for them. Yeah, yeah, that yep. was a, that was a fun one. Um, also, I was inches away from uh, Izuka, which is pretty much the most I remember from that show. Izuka, I think you can, Izuka. You can actually kind of see me a little bit in like my arm or something like that in the nice. uh, on the New Japan feed. Nowhere you can see you. Uh, the Hell in a Cell pay per view. Orange Cassidy does a thing or something. Oh, really? I'm, yep. Nice. I haven't watched it online yet, but I imagine it is. It's ten bucks on uh, the the website. You can definitely see Brian Rock, friend of nice. the podcast. You can see a little bit of myself with a bandana, <laughs> but uh, yourself very studiously with crossed arms, taking in the whole event. Yeah, yeah. I know. I loved it. I, I it was fucking great. I'll have to watch. Is it like ten bucks to own or yep. just rent? To Ooh. own. Right, I'll own a digital thing. I don't yeah. know if it has a timeline, but right. I've watched yeah. it twice now. Once with my girlfriend, who came to be on wrestling with me. Yes. And once with uh, John Barron, friend of the podcast. Nice. And they both loved it. I need to I need to show that to Alyssa because yeah. I think she will love it. She'll love the comedy of it. Yep. Um, and it, it honestly, the main event, which was the only thing that we thought was kind of eh with the mm-hmm. random ass Christmas death match, yeah. plays really well on the cameras. Nice. Yeah. It's good to know. I'll, uh, yeah. And also, because like, I don't know when it was before the John Gresham match, 
I like left my spot to go to the bathroom and really couldn't force my way back, no. so I couldn't see most of the show after that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would absolutely love to watch that again, and I will. Totally worth it. Definitely, and I mean, there's uh, just gotta buy it, I guess. Yep. Um, but that was actually uh, your offhand comment was a perfect uh, transition for our main event. <laughs> yes. Where yes. we will talk about yes. uh, getting people into wrestling or just getting into wrestling in general. I yeah. think we've we've talked about our origin stories on an episode that I don't think has been uploaded. I don't <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to retread it, but like <laughs> But like you brought um Sarah to her first Beyond show. Yeah. Um how I I asked for uh, all wrestling fans have tried to get uh, significant others into wrestling. H- how'd you do that? <laughs> Nine out of ten is the rating I would give. Here's how I did it. Mm-hmm. I showed her a picture, this is 100% the truth, okay. of Velveteen Dream. <laughs> and she said, I have to see him. Yeah. And I said, yeah. Uh, part of that was we went to uh, the Evolve show, I think mm-hmm. on the episode, we're not retreading. And right. he is absolutely a magnetic personality and she took one look at him her favorite color is purple and basically said yeah i want to be a part of that so when we went to orange cassie's show in new york i got her an alley cat shirt Ah. which the front of it is a giant purple moon it's got two cats on either end of the moon and they're in the style of sailor moon's cats yeah yeah and on the back it says in the name of wrestling i will punish you Mm. so i gave her that shirt i showed her velveteen dream i started talking about the evolve show and she was like as soon as we get the chance let's go to wrestling nice i said sure there's one in worcester yeah so Huge. Every, every week they do it uh, every Wednesday. Uncharted territory. Yeah, it was episode three that we caught, so it had been going two weeks before. And uh, huge credit to Sarah. She drove. We talked the whole time. Cool. She is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And what I did not tell her, and probably should, and will do this for any person looking to get into wrestling, is that I thought it was going to be a three-hour show. Yeah. And at eight o'clock on a Wednesday, it's a big ask. Yeah. So when we got there, um, it was about seven forty-five. Ring had been set up. People mm-hmm. already crowded around. It's at Electric Hayes in Worcester, which is a hookah bar normally. Yes. Clears out the chairs, clears out the right. tables. Lots of room for standing room only. VIP seating. You can sit uh, in a folding chair for 20 bucks. Worth yeah. it, I would think. Um, so I got a cider at the bar, sat, stood with her, and she said, so how long is it going to be? It's like, oh, three hours. And her eyes bugged out. She said, you have to tell me these things! Yeah. <laughs> um, which is, honestly, at the time, I was just like, well, oh, that's kind of an over... No, she was right. Yeah. Um, but... The event itself was great. It was eight matches. They moved. Right. Um, it was aired on Fight TV or Powerbomb.tv. Uh, independentwrestling.tv. There you go. Yeah. And it was all the people that we've seen before for Beyond, the same announcer who, I want to say his name's Vinny, but um, either way, yeah. booming voice, great mm-hmm. presence. Right. Uh, opening match was Chuck Taylor's farewell to indie wrestling, or at least Beyond Wrestling, before yeah. he signs with AEW, which oh, was right, yeah. Chuck Taylor versus Wheeler Yuta. Oh, who I love those two. Uh, yeah, I bought Wheeler's shirt in New York, mm-hmm. and uh, the two of them fought, had a great match. Uh, Chuck lost, so you know credit to every wrestler who goes out on their back when they leave a territory, which, yep. holy crap, we're in the age of territories again. <laughs> Isn't yeah, that yeah. wonderful? Chuck left. Wheeler, as he's leaving the ring, sees me, walks up, goes, nice shirt, and then just like walked to the back. He was super <laughs> tired. Um, next match happened, another Wheeler thing. He yeah. walks out, he walked, and like the accessibility of these shows is what's really huge, and I think in part, really like made sarah happy is that like we she and i were probably 20 feet from the ring right and at a diagonal from a from a turnbuckle so we saw everything yeah and like i'm six feet she's about five five Mm. and she saw everything yeah um she's she's literally my height yeah so uh 
I know what it's like to be that height at a Beyond Wrestling Show, specifically at Electric Haze. Yes. Sometimes it can get hairy, but, like, you generally, you can see everything. Here was the cutest moment of the night. Yeah. At least for me and for us, and I want I, I think she would agree. So, because we're that close mm-hmm. and wrestlers fly out of the ring, there was a moment where... Um, there was a match with MJF, yeah. and he was fighting one half a Slither. I forget yeah. the guy's name, but he was part of Team Pazuzu the last time we saw him, the ball right. guy. Okay, yeah. And he got dumped out of the ring, and because he trusts the crowd, the Pazuzu guy, he flies out and he lands just like crumpled in front of us. Yeah. She's not expecting him to get that close, so she just kind of like withdrew a little bit to the wall. I stepped in front of her. And I stand perfectly still, and I feel boop, like a cartoon. She wrapped around me and took a picture of him. <laughs> and I was like, that is adorable, Aww, yeah. and I'm glad that happened organically. Aww, that's so, that's, so she had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's kind of a deep end. Like you said, the three-hour show on a Wednesday, that's a deep end to drop someone in. But yeah, I'm glad she had a good time. It was two hours, thankfully. Oh, okay. Because, like I said, it moved. There were not there were some promos, but I think the longest promo was a minute and a half. Yeah. Um, Chris Stanlander wrestled. She did great. Uh, big fan of her, and the main event was Smiley Kylie Ray mm-hmm. versus Orange Cassidy. And I heard she likes Smiley Kylie. That was her favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Smiley Kylie Ray comes up to the Pokemon theme. Yeah. And uh, just had Smiley on her boot. Yes. And Orange Cassidy came out as Orange Cassidy with his Jansport fucking backpack yeah. with the <laughs> with the Independent Wrestling TV Championship. Yeah. Unzips it in the ring, the backpack takes out the belt and just looks at her and goes, "Wanna." <laughs> and that was the title match. Nice. They uh, had a thumb war. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and uh, then they wrestled, and it was great. Yeah, I gotta switch over to them. I, gotta, I don't know, we'll see when my... Uh, now that YouTube TV has jacked up their price to the point where I can't afford them, uh, I'll probably switch over to independent TV, wrestling TV, and I'll definitely make it out to one of the Beyond shows when I can. Yeah, um, they were selling season tickets for. I mean, the season now is it's the middle. It's towards the end of April. Towards July mm-hmm. is 150. So if you yeah. wanted to, it's super reasonable if you can make the track or if you live in the area. Yeah. Um, how much is it for just one ticket? You know? Ten bucks. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah it was do it. a super fucking value. I mean, the drive was long, and then the drive back was long because yeah. we. I live in Medford. She basically does as well. Oh yeah. Uh, we got pizza after and. Uh, uh, 100% crackhead walked in, mm-hmm. and the owners threw him out. So, Worcester's Worcester, yeah, but that the is show that, was great. Definitely that part of Worcester. I uh, used to do shows in Worcester, like, every week, so, like, the drive's not that bad for me. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it is a, ha- a, a truck for a Wednesday. Yep. But you do what you gotta. Yep. Because I think that's, I mean, we're so lucky to have a weekly independent wrestling showcase like that. That close. That we could go to, yeah. Yeah. So, I definitely gotta make it out before their season is over. Um... Yeah, I'm glad you liked it, dude. We should, like, get going to rest. I gotta rest myself a little bit after many weekends still, but, like, eventually, I think we should trek up to Worcester for beyond. I mean, in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't do it just for financial reasons, but I absolutely could have done the Raw and SmackDown after Mania. Like, that whole weekend, I saw four amazing shows. Mm -hmm. Um, Two of them with you, one of them by myself, uh, three of them with Ben, where... It was NXT TakeOver, which was the emotional climax of the weekend. Mm. It was Orange Cassidy, which was, I still say, the funniest live show I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, that was amazing. I gotta buy it. The G1 Ring of Honor show, which was my first Madison Square Garden show. Yep. Which was fantastic. Fuck you, Matt Taven. And then uh, WrestleMania, which was the longest show I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, that's why um, the entire like weeks and months leading up to WrestleMania... 
Uh, I was just like, make sure Alyssa knows. Yeah. Like, this is a seven hour show. Maybe if, more. Yeah. If we so. didn't get high before, I don't think any of us would have. Yeah. And credit to Ben for doing it sober. Yeah, I can't believe I got high and also sobered up over the course of the the event. But yeah, that's why, you know, I am. Um, the way I got Alyssa interested, I really wish we could have had one of them on this, but maybe mm-hmm. eventually we will. Yeah. I mean, we've had Alyssa on. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to speak too much for her, but um, I started her off watching Bailey versus Sasha Banks at NXT TakeOver, which. Seems to be a, I was there! I know. I think it's uh, like, God, you've had really good luck. At yeah! Uh, not that there are any bad ones to go right. to. I feel like if you go to any. Um, yep. But, uh, like, I think she was intrigued. She mentioned this when she was on our WrestleMania preview episode, but she was intrigued when I said that I flew out to L.A. Yep. For a show, because uh, for listeners who don't know that story, I went to L.A. for a Lucha Underground taping and then flew back. Yep. Uh, I traveled... I flew to L.A. for five hours, flew back. I think it was all on a Sunday. I think I got home. I flew in at, like, the middle of the night, early morning-ish of the Monday. So it was a full day of travel. Uh, I I got to see towards the end of Season 3 of Lucha Underground get taped. Uh, my Uber driver was skeeved out by the area where they were taping. Yeah. And it was a 90-minute Uber ride from the... Um, Airport from the yeah from the airport to the arena and back. Uh, yeah, and she was like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this whole like this doesn't make sense." I was like, "Well, you know, I flew in to watch this wrestling show this morning, and now I'm gonna hang out at the airport for like 40 minutes and then head back." She's like, "That's stupid. That's such a waste of money." <laughs> and I was like, "I prefer to put my money towards experiences rather than things." She's like, "No, there's like shit like rent and like." <laughs> So I got I got a lecture from an Uber driver who was mostly just concerned for my mental well being. Yeah. Um. But then Alyssa heard that same thing, no concern was just like, wow, you must love this thing. Yeah. So I showed her Sasha and Bailey and uh, she and that actually our first anniversary was at uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn too. So nice. Yeah. Uh, that came about because I was like, I'm gonna be out of town in August, and she was like, oh, that's our anniversary, <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, now you can come. That's <laughs> <laughs> so romantic. Yeah. Um, there was also some cool ass fucking swag you got at that Lucha Underground show. Oh yeah, I got uh, I got got Dennis a shirt, right? Boom, yes. Lucha Underground shirt. Yeah, I got a pink Lucha Underground shirt, and also it was their hundredth episode, so they gave away uh, extra large T shirts that are too big for me, but I wear it as a sleep shirt. And mugs. Did I give you a mug? No, you got one. You got one for the hundredth taping. You got a Lucha. You got a Lucha mug. No, I didn't. I swear you did. I don't. I would remember. I would have kept it. Huh? No, okay. they didn't give away mugs. I'm thinking of something else then. Yeah. Okay. Must have been. I got mugs from other things, but not that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's fun to get people in wrestling, man. I think like I mean, I think you took a uh, much more roundabout. You got lucky that she liked Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Um. That was another thing that I hooked Alyssa on to because we were. Um. I mean, I. I mean, when he had his feud with Alistair Black, I was like, oh, by the way, that um. Karate monkey like. Uh, <laughs> he's been feuding with a prince guy. Karate monkey. <laughs> a monk. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes not. more sense. Yes, yeah. Which is <laughs> like, well, I gotta see that too. And I mean, eventually they're gonna pull the trigger on Velveteen Dream and have more fans than they know what to do with. Yeah. But so far, he's just gotta anchor NXT. I mean, it's for the best. It's one of the things that we talked about with the Russell friends is that it was a relief that certain people didn't get called up. Yeah. Because we, it, it's been le- it's been a week, and they yeah. fucked up the War Raiders. Right, I know. They took the War Raiders, and they, they made them 
the war, the Viking experience. Yep. And now they're the Viking Raiders, which is redundant. Yep. But doesn't sound like a prog rock band. So. It doesn't. And they're beating the shit out of the Lucha Underground, or excuse me, the Lucha House Party, and a on Raw tag, tag team wrestling has never been in like a weirder nebulous space. You have yeah. the Usos and the Revival, and then you have pretty much everyone else. So hopefully it gets better. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Authors of Pain wherever you are. Yeah, they're injured. I think one uh, of them is. Yeah. Okay. I think that's where they're at. Fair enough. But yeah, I think they're they're trying to rejuvenate the um, uh, the tag team division. Yep. Which you know, not off to a great start by giving your big acquisition uh, a very dumb name. Yep. That literal like Twitter lit up like stars to to make fun of this dumb name yep and they're very talented so i hope that it doesn't uh, derail them too much yeah right keaton one of them is a cousin of very talented comedic performer marianne smith who i used oh. to do improv boston's family show with nice um when i first joined that cast for the season i was on it that was one of the first things she's like oh you're a wrestling fan i know one of the guys from war machine i was like oh, oh which one she was like the redhead <laughs> um and he's hansen is or that's hansen right i no, I think it's... Ro- oh, no, no, I think Raymond Rowe. Yeah, because Raymond yeah. Rowe does the knees. He's the Viking. He's good. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Logan, lucky bastard. Mm. And, yeah, Hanson's the... Uh, the On WWE PC, which yeah. is their new YouTube channel. Which is very much worth a subscribe. High yeah. recommendation. Yep. I mean, the cinematography is excellent. They they peel past kayfabe, and it's just they, the performers talking to themselves. There's an awesome awesome segment with Hanson's parents coming mm. to take over yeah and his dad who is bald-headed like his tag team partner wearing the viking war paint oh. and so is his mom yeah and they are so proud of him oh that's so sweet yeah it's yeah i like that that youtube channel too because it's um they don't break kayfabe necessarily like they don't like rivals aren't hanging out with each other but they yeah. definitely um they definitely treat them as people more than wwe's uh, production normally would. It's true. I mean, I, I only phrase it that way because Nikki yeah. Cross is being anything less than manic. Right, yeah. So whenever I see her out of that, which, like, shout out to her feud with Shelton Benjamin right now on mm. Instagram. Uh, I, I, Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. You know, the, the more legitimate of yeah. the video services. She's got a, a YouTube channel with some things that are interesting. Yep. It's fun. Which, I mean, that's the thing that they say that they want people to do that kind of Zack Ryder helped freaking Trailblaze for, mm-hmm. of, okay, you're not using me on TV, so I'm going to keep doing creative things. Yeah. And hopefully, okay, so I'll say hopefully it leads to something on air, hopefully it doesn't get repurposed, like Bray, or excuse me, uh, Broken Matt got repurposed and then it became whatever the hell Bray is right now. Yeah. I'm just looking at Nikki Cross's uh, Insta- uh, YouTube page and I just saw that her, first off, she and uh, Big Damo from, or formerly from Sandy, uh, versus the Wicked Twin was the last thing I watched, mm-hmm. and they it was it landed on a cliffhanger. The story was basically that Nikki Cross thought she had a twin <laughs> that was in their house somewhere. Yep, and then she ran off to find it, and the video is only two minutes long, so that's all they did. Yep, and they have not uh, followed up on that at all. Great. The next two videos are how to. Dot dot dot, have the Nikki jeans, <laughs> and they're great jeans. Little Nikki goes to college. Yay! So I cannot wait to watch those. Um, we got off track though. Um, I mean, it's so fun, but like, yeah, just video length less is more there. And yeah. that, on, I neglected to mention this. That's how that's the biggest sell besides Velveteen Dream for Sarah to come to Beyond was Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I described to her what he does opposite Velveteen Dream, and she's like, I got to see this guy. Yeah. And then you got to see him in the main event of uh, yes. Beyonce. That's like luck. Yeah, That's good. Any any uh, spoilers? He won. 
Um, and Kylie Ray got a standing ovation and was showered, please come back. Yeah. She's, which... Do you know if she signed to AEW or something? I don't know. I know she's based in Chicago, which yeah. anytime I just hear, like, named wrestler comes from different spot, I'm like, thank you for coming. Yeah, I think she's, she's great. she works the Chikara a lot. I saw her have a match with Chris Statlander that was, like, amazing. It made <sighs> me a fan for life, yeah. Chris Statlander did less alien stuff, which, like, I feel like depending on her opponent, it makes sense to do that. Yeah, I think that comes up mostly in, like, comedy matches, but, like, when I saw her against uh, uh, Kylie, um, also no alien stuff. Yeah. Just the paint and a couple poses here and there. Yep. Which is good. I think she's, like, it's good to transition away from the, the more gimmicky stuff, um, except for if you're, say, at a show that Orange Cassidy booked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, Fucking... Well, last thing from that of just like so seeing Wheeler Yuta, um, mm. I bought the shirt in New York, which is his baseball shirt. If you want to buy it now, if you're listening to this, the day that we're recording it, which you're not, um, there was buy one get one for that specific baseball shirt. Oh, good. But um, went up to him afterwards and had him sign it. And while he was signing it, Chuck Taylor was next to him, just kind of talking to the biz. And I said, "Oh, Chuck, I loved your sixty minute, sixty second time of the match." <laughs> he said, "Just didn't even sell it. He just didn't look at me. He was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's the hardest I've ever worked.'" <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Yep. Um, yeah, that was like fun, but like, there's it's it's kind of nice to just have a chill little moment in wrestling, and then uh, you know see some fun shows with low stakes. And now we're gonna get back into like fucking tournaments and shit, uh, Money in the Bank and Best Super Juniors. So probably gonna have to buckle in. Um, yeah, buckle in. Yeah. Anything you're looking forward to in the upcoming week? Wrestling wise, yeah. Every Wednesday, I look forward to NXT. Nice. I I like that they they did their new uh, music signature. Biggest reason why Eric Bugenhagen's oh, in it. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, <laughs> Boogs Cruise. I have not watched the latest NXT yet, but I will. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, Eve Pro Wrestling is doing the Chris Wolf retirement show oh, this weekend. Yeah, a show that, according to them, is uh, fully booked by Chris Wolf. Oh, good. I. Uh, <laughs> I there's like a forum for Eve pro wrestling fans and uh, they said that like unlike other shows quote unquote where they're just like using a wrestler's name to promote it but it's really the people who normally book it this is actually booked by Chris Wolf and they had no idea what was gonna happen uh, other than who was gonna be there on the roster <sighs> That's and, so good. and then uh, they had some very positive uh, non-spoiler notes of I mean, the replies afterwards that uh, it's going to be a fun one. Great, and I am looking forward to that. That's uh, always Charlie Evans is facing Tito, which is Chris Wolf's uh, wolf costume head. <laughs> <laughs> so that will be good. <laughs> I mean, if Kota Bushi can work a blow up doll once upon a time, who yeah. can't do what with what? Yes, I am looking forward to that. Yep, um, that was my question. If Tito had to retire, yeah. along with Chris Wolf, but we'll find out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's a very good. That's a good. That's a wrestle down. Wrestle down. Right. Does, does Keaton have anything to add? Oh, oh, he's gonna scratch that post like, uh, like Hulk Ric Hogan Flair. giving a back rake. Yeah, that was gonna. Just I was like, which old school wrestler sometimes did back rakes, and basically all of them. Hogan. Anybody's ever been a heel. Um, yep. Yeah. So this has been the wrestle down. I'm Jared Palapal, Twitter.com Swing Dingling. At Sensei Denny B on Twitter. And uh, you can uh, subscribe to this show on uh, the Geek Down, uh, the Geek Down's podcast feed um, and follow whatever they're doing because they're always talking up good geek shit. I'm sure they have a lot to talk about with Affinity War coming out 
uh, in two days. End game. And uh, we'll just keep doing this wrestle corner and fucking siphoning off their listeners. Uh, have a good night. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> what a sell. <laughs> <laughs>